0: Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 130 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week I'm going to talk about how we can avoid the next civil war. Well, you may have noticed that I did not put out an episode of Thoughts from Harry Head last week. And if you didn't notice, well, then my feelings are deeply hurt because that means you're not paying attention. Um, But I have uh, decided to go ahead and do what I talked about in episode 129. And I have launched my new podcast, Godarchy, which is a – basically it's an – Uh, Exploration of the intersection of Christianity and libertarian anarchism. So, if that's something that's interested, interested, if that's something that is interesting to you, uh, you can check out the Godarchy podcast. Uh, You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and uh, you can also check out the website at Godarchy.org. So, what I'm going to do, and and this is. what I had said in the last episode of this podcast, I'm going to alternate. So every other week, you're going to still get an episode of Thoughts from a Hairy Head, and then every other week, I'll be doing the Godarchy podcast. So we'll be doing a, a biweekly schedule here, but I'm not going away completely because uh, all three of my fans said that they would miss Thoughts from a Hairy Head, so I just couldn't bear to, to put her away. So... With that said, uh, let's get into the topic of the day, which, uh, if you're paying any attention at all, uh, it's the bombing. The bomber. They arrested the bomber today. You probably have heard about this guy down in Florida. Uh, His name is uh, Cesar something or the other. And uh, the fact that I can't remember his last name will indicate to you that I am not exactly paying real close attention to this story. And if you've been listening to Thoughts from a Hairy Head for any amount of time, you know that Uh, I don't tend to get real embroiled in this kind of uh, political theater, because in the big scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. Uh, But anyway, this guy, he sent some bombs in the mail to some people on the left. And this is another example, according to progressives, of that hatred from the Trump people. And uh, uh, according to the Trump people, this is a big false flag, and it's the government set set this guy up uh, because they want to make Trump look bad. And Quite honestly, my feeling is that he's probably guilty. Um, why would he do this? Well, he's a nut. And if you have seen if you had seen some of the emails that I get and some of the comments that I get from some of these Trump supporters, you would understand why I'm not shocked that one of them might be goofy enough to send bombs to people. Um, and also, I tend to kind of go with the Occam's razor thing. The simplest explanation is the best explanation or the most likely explanation at any rate. And um, it just seems likely to me that this is a, an example of a deranged individual who happens to have political leanings uh, to the right. that's done it. And I will grant you, before you send me the nasty emails, yes, it could be a false flag. There are certainly things about it that make you go, wait, what? But... Here's the thing. It, it really isn't that important. It's a distraction, and if it was done intentionally, it was meant to be a distraction. And I think we need to try to keep our focus on things that are more important. We have a twenty-one plus trillion dollar debt. Uh, we have a stock market that's unraveling. We have all kinds of violations of the Constitution. These are the things we should be focused on, not. The political theater that happens to be in the news cycle of the day, but it is interesting because you're going to hear people from all sides of the political spectrum talk about how this just is another example of the division that we have today. We're so divided in politics, and it, you know it's unprecedented. And honestly, it's not really unprecedented. There's always been division in politics. If you go back and read some of the rhetoric uh, that was flying around back in you know, 1798 when the Alien and Sedition Acts were passed. There was some pretty serious division then, too. That's the nature of politics. It is divisive. But there's certainly a lot of animosity, and there certainly is a lot of tension uh, in the United States right now. And and you've even heard people, I've heard a number of people on both the left and the right talk about how this could be the beginning of the next civil war. We're on the way to the civil war, you know, and we've got all this division. Here's the question. What if there's a better way than fighting over who gets to control the national government? Because that's what this—that's— The whole essence of this. All of this division is because everybody wants to control D.C., and honestly, it's imperative to control D.C. because that's where everything emanates from. But what if Americans could get along by rejecting central authority and one-size-fits-all solutions and focus instead on state and local strategies? Because after all, why should people in Alabama concern themselves with how people in California are doing things? Why should people in Alaska be worried about how we're doing our political thing here in Kentucky? You don't get this kind of division when you have a decentralized system because there's buffers and there's various jurisdictions and The differences in regions and the differences in states can be allowed to play out, But when you have one-size-fits-all government that is emanating from one place when everything is Washington, D.C., then it does become an all-out war to control that central power because it's imperative to get your way. And you're always going to have this kind of division in a centralized system. That's why the founding vision was federalism. And I don't mean a federal government. By federal, federalism, I mean most of the sovereignty being divided up among the states with the central authority having very little power. This was the founding vision. The central government would have very little authority. Most problems would be addressed at the state and local level. After all, the United States is not a big homogeneous glob. People in Massachusetts are different than people in Kansas. People in Alaska are different than people in Hawaii. The various states have different cultures. They have different values. They have different political ideologies. Thomas Jefferson actually made this point in a letter to Gideon Granger uh, at a time when America was, quite frankly, quite Quite a bit smaller and less diverse. But he said, Our country is too large to have all of its affairs directed by a single government. Public servants at such a distance and from under the eye of their constituents must, from the circumstance of distance, be unable to administer and overlook all the details necessary for the good government of the citizens. And the same circumstances, by rendering detection impossible to their constituents, will invite public agents to corruption, plunder, And waste. Well, by golly, we sure do have corruption, plunder, and waste. Now, the founders believed the constitutional system, the decentralized system, could sustain a union despite the diversity. But limiting centralized power and maintaining state sovereignty were crucial. In fact, one of the greatest fears during the ratification of the Constitution was that this new general government, the federal government, would swallow up the states. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. During the Massachusetts Ratifying Convention, Delegate Fisher Ames argued for an amendment to protect the integrity and independence of the states. And that amended, amendment later became the Tenth Amendment. He said a consolidation of the states would subvert the new Constitution and against which this article, the Tenth Amendment, is our best security. He said too much provision cannot be made against consolidation. The state governments represent the wishes and feelings and the local interests of the people. They are the safeguard and ornament of the Constitution. They will protect the period of our liberties. They will afford a shelter against the abuse of power and will be the natural avengers of our violated rights. Now, over the last 100 years or so, America has strayed way far from this founding vision. The federal government has taken on more and more power It now interjects itself into virtually every corner of our lives. It dictates what kind of light bulbs we can screw into our fixtures. It mandates the amount of water in our toilets. It regulates what kind of health insurance we can buy. So it's no wonder that people have become so pissed off and divided. I mean, there's so much at stake. So the battle to control Washington, D.C. feels like a life and death fight. It's not surprising that political ill will has spilled over into violence and you have bombs going through the mail and crazy talk of a second civil war it shouldn't be that way and it doesn't have to be decentralization offers a mechanism where we can all get along that's why we need to focus our attention on what's going on at the state and local level we need to undermine federal power we need to nullify unconstitutional federal actions and we need to fight for decentralization that is the key to harmony Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to this show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor, spread the word. And you're welcome to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at You should definitely subscribe to the show over at iTunes. And again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again next time.